0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.
1: Southeast Radio. Well, the environment has never been more prominent in consumers' minds. So what do businesses need to do to satisfy these needs and why does going green make good business sense? Laura Burke is the Director General of the Environmental Protection Agency and she joins us now to tell us more. I'd like to start the interview by getting an insight into your own background.
0: Delighted to be with you, Carl. I'm actually uh, from Dublin, though have been living in Wexford for almost 20 years at this stage, but, uh, but probably still a blow-in, Carl, at this stage. And my background is I'm a chemical engineer. Uh, went to UCD many years ago and did chemical engineering. And after that, worked in the private sector for, for many, many years and then joined the EPA in Wexford here in 2004.
1: And talk to me about the organisation, the Environmental Protection Agency and your purpose and goals.
0: The, well, the EPA was set up in 1992 and uh, our headquarters has always been in Wexford. So we were set up as a decentralised uh, organisation, um, kind of, I suppose, ahead of our time in many ways. So we have uh, locations right across Ireland, everywhere from Castlebar and Monaghan and Kilkenny to Cork and, and Dublin as well. And our purpose, I suppose, is really to protect, improve and restore Ireland's environment through regulation, scientific knowledge and working with others. So there are our three core functions. And and people will probably know us for our regulatory function. We regulate activities that have the potential to cause uh, significant environmental pollution. So that can be things like landfills or cement plants or pharmaceutical plants. Uh, but we also have a, a a big role in monitoring the quality of the environment. And during the COVID times, I suppose, we were out there still monitoring away our water quality and our air quality, for example. And then the last thing I'd say in that is a lot of the work we do is working with others. Um, so that can be working with the local authority system, for example, or we often work with uh, with uh, enterprise stakeholders or with uh, NGOs as well. So we pretty much work with, with most people in Ireland in some shape or form.
1: As a society, we are more in tune than ever before with environmental issues. But in reality, how much progress has actually been made in recent years?
0: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question, Carl. And, and what we're seeing is that, yes, people are much more attuned to the quality of their local environment. And I go back to COVID again and say, I think during that time, people were much more conscious of you know, when we were stuck to two kilometres and five kilometres, et cetera, of, you know, was there litter in the local environment? Was there kind of, you know, air pollution, you know, smog, smells, all of these sorts of things. Um, so I think the awareness has increased. I would also say um, that in things like air quality, um, I think things like the, the ban on smoky fuels will really help and improve the air quality that we're all breathing, breathing in. Um, but as I said, it is disappointing to see in the, the decline, for example, in water quality. Uh, but overall, I think the, there's a, a, a great incentive, there's a great desire to further improve the quality of the environment because it's for, in all our interests, you know, we all want to be able to, to go to the forest or to, uh, you know, or to go for a swim in the, the many beaches around Wexford or, or uh, go for a walk and not encounter, for example, basic things like litter. Um, and there has been a drive over the years to reduce litter but it's in all kind of all of our responsibility and I think on occasion uh, and there can be peaks and troughs in this uh, we've seen great improvements but it's always at a risk of disimproving and like that's just people's individual behavior and actually having a respect for the environment and for their neighbors and and certainly you know and I, I I live and work in Wexford and you know, it frustrates me deeply when I'm going for a walk and you see litter just thrown by people. Um, And that's like one of the basic ways of protecting our environment is actually, uh, as they say, leave no trace. And when we're out and about that we we pick up our our own litter and, and we take care of our own impact on the environment.
1: And Laura, are you in favour of a carrot or a stick approach to actually influencing and changing people's behaviour in this regard?
0: I think there's... In everything, there's there's three key aspects that I I would refer to. First of all, it's information and guidance. Uh, We all need, and that's whether you're an individual, whether you're a business, you know, whatever, we all need information and guidance to be told uh, what's the issue and what can we do about it. And if you think back, to the time of uh, the changes in the bin system. We used to all just have one bin and then we came to have multiple bins in our homes, you know, for recycling, for, for composting, for, for the, the mixed waste. And we were given that information and guidance on what to do and how to do the right thing. So that's absolutely critical. The next bit is, you know, supports, incentives and supports, um, particularly in the the business um, area. And for example, in the agricultural area that I was talking about, how do you incentivize and support uh, people to to make the right choices? And then last but not least, is the stick, you know, and is for the, the small kind of number of people or businesses that don't comply, that don't do the right thing, there needs to be heavy enforcement. So it's not one or the other, Carl. I'd say it's a combination of all three. In
1: your belief, are businesses playing their part? Are they doing enough in this respect?
0: There's a number of businesses that are doing really, really good work. And we're seeing new and innovative businesses as well coming, uh, coming along and seeing these changes as a real opportunity. Um, and, you know, examples I, I, I would give would be things like in uh, companies making all of these keep cups so that we're no longer disposing of the single-use cup. There's a great opportunity there that people have t- taken on, you know, on board. And, and I know some cafes, et cetera, are doing deposit return schemes. So, you know, really interesting, new and innovative uh, businesses. Um, But we do have other businesses and the EPA regulates around 800 uh, companies. So everybody from, as I said, uh, kind of some of the larger, you know, the the cement plants, landfills, pharmaceutical plants, agri-sector as well. Um, And of those 800, we have a small proportion that really aren't performing well at all. um, And they take up an awful lot of our attention and uh, we have to you know, bring uh, significant enforcement efforts onto them. So I'd say there's a number of companies that are doing really well. They're seeing it as an opportunity. They're seeing that people are very interested in environmental issues. They realize that they have to be able to stand over their environmental credentials. And then there's a small number that unfortunately can bring the image of a whole sector or a, a whole area down. Um, so it's in all of our interest to call out those companies as well that aren't performing.
1: You're also of the belief, I know, Laura, that being environmentally conscious as a business makes good business sense.
0: Absolutely. And this is something that we've been talking about for a long time in the EPA. And we we set up the first National Waste Prevention Programme back in 2004, so almost 20 years ago, but probably before it was it was fashionable to do so. But what we've seen through both recession and good times is it's, it, it does it makes basic, you know, business sense. If you're in a business, you don't want to be wasting money. And when you're wasting money by disposing of material or heating buildings that shouldn't be heated, um, or doing any of these things, it can be a sheer waste of, of money. So when we we look at, at businesses and we talk to them about Uh, For example, your your waste, your actual bin that you're throwing out, how do you reduce the amount of material going out in that? Because that's money literally going down the the, the drain. With regard to heating and and having appropriate heating in uh, buildings, to make sure, and even now more so than ever, be conscious you're not heating uh, buildings that uh, don't need to be heated or, as I've seen on many occasions, heating a building and a window being open at the same time Uh, Again, you're just throwing money away. Um, And on the water area, um, uh, again, not wasting water. Um, And we've done significant work, including with businesses around Wexford, to to look and see, well, where are the opportunities to reduce those costs? And it's a win-win for the business, and it's also a win-win for the environment. And also now, because so many companies and, and organizations are really trading on the clean green image, It is a a, a unique uh, selling opportunity, but you have to be able to stand over it. And I think we have a much more aware consumer than ever before that if people are promoting themselves to be clean and green, that they have to be able to demonstrate it. So overall, look, it makes economic as well as environmental sense.
1: That's a very good point you're making in relation to trading with that green and clean image, because greenwashing is a major problem out there, isn't it?
0: And I think it's something, it's probably of its time, and I can see things getting much, much tighter into the future. I think um, uh, companies, you know, not only in Ireland, I think all across Europe and wider, got onto the bandwagon a little bit and, and thought this is something, you know, we'll we'll say this, um, but not really being able to stand over uh, their credentials. And, uh, uh, you know, we've seen those companies being called out. And, and that's once you lose your reputation, it's, it's a very difficult thing to get it back. So more and more, from at both the European level and I see it coming into Ireland as well. As you're going, if you're saying things, you're going to have to be able to demonstrate it. Uh, so greenwashing, I would really hope, will be something that will be uh, uh, in decline and really called out by consumers into the future.
1: And of course, transport is a key component of any environmental strategy. So what should Ireland be doing in this regard?
0: In transport, there's, there's a lot of ambition there. We are a quite a dispersed population in Ireland when you look at us versus other countries. Um, I think, uh, you know, there was recently an OECD report with regard to, to Ireland and, and looking in particular, I suppose, at our cities and public transport and a real focus on public transport in cities. Um, I think then the rural dimension does need to be looked at slightly differently. Um, and really looking at what's the best way uh, to move people around in a, in a rural community, uh, you can't have the same level of public transport. So whatever we do, we need to be incentivising low-carbon transport. Um, so we may still have, you know, more cars in a rural community than you would have right in the centre of a city, but they need to be low-emission uh, vehicles.
1: And finally, Laura, what is your outlook for progressive environmental action in Ireland over the next five years?
0: Oh, I'm an, an optimist by nature, Carl. I think we're in a situation now that I certainly haven't seen in the last almost 20 years in the EPA where it really is a tipping point. I think people are really on board. They see the benefit of them, to themselves of having a good, clean, quality of uh, environment to their health uh, and well-being. So not just the environment for the sake of it and its intrinsic value in its own right, but really for people's health and well-being.
1: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Laura Burke, the Director General with the EPA, and I'd like to thank Laura for sharing her green insights with us this morning.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.